Hey friend, Mike McCurry here. Thank you so much for joining me once again for this episode of Bible Tracked Echoes. I am walking through, I don't know if they call it the bush or what, but it's a pretty, uh, pretty small little trail here. My wife's up there. I'm holding the bag. It's got the Bibles and gospel tracks and my iPad and everything because we are visiting some families and it's, uh, yeah, we're having a wonderful time. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been such a joy to be here in Kenya over these past couple of days. And I hope you are doing well where you are. And I hope very soon you're surrounded by family and friends. We have had the privilege of being here for a little while and God is blessed. And I had the opportunity to share the gospel, seeing some people saved. Uh, just the beauty of the scenery here is just, it's just gorgeous. Yesterday on the program, we began a message by Bob Hughes. And we're going to continue that today. I'm going to talk today about the joy of giving. You know, it's such a small thing. It's such a, in the grand scheme, my time, it really isn't worth a whole lot. I only have a limited amount of it. But in the grand scheme of eternity, my time relative to God, uh, it's not a whole lot. But I do have the joy of giving a little bit of my time today. As we're walking along here, the elevation is about 6,500 feet or so, and it is absolutely wearing me out a little bit. I am not yet acclimated, and I don't think I'll be here long enough to get acclimated. There's a, gotta pick your way down the trail a little bit here, taking it slow, talking to you folks. What I'm gonna ask you to do is this. Listen to this man, Bob Hughes. He essentially gave his life to the gospel. The dear people of the Philippines, uh, he had the opportunity to reach them and did much good for the cause of Christ. And what, what I'm going to ask you to do is this, while I pick my way down this little trail here, listen to Bob Hughes, and we're going to get to another house here in just a minute and fellowship with some of these dear saints of God. If you would, tune your heart, tune your ears to what God has for you, and listen to this man bear his heart. Paul, Ezekiel said, I sat where they sat. Now, folks, let's look out and see some other things as we make this visit tonight in the Philippines. As we look up and down the islands, you'll want to visit some of our stations where we preach the gospel. And, and you'll notice that they'll teach you the same thing that they taught me. Not only the meaning of simple faith, but they'll teach you also the joy of giving. Isn't it wonderful? I come back to America and I preach in 177 churches going night and day. Sometime I meet pastors who have an inferiority complex when they begin to talk about money. But really I don't. I've gone there to the islands where our people have so little. And I pick up this book and I tell them, ye must be born again. And people get saved. And after they get saved and they follow the Lord in baptism. And I teach them the word of God is the very word of God. And the Bible says bring you all the tithe into the storehouse. It doesn't say bring all the dollars because those people don't have dollars, but they bring the tithe. When I go up in the mountains where our people don't have money, I begin to teach the same thing. Sometimes they say, well, pastor, what's the tithe? I say, okay, get a basket. And I take a basket and I'll write on the outside, the Lord's tithe. And so I begin to teach them. Now, folks, if God gives you 10 pigs, one pig belongs to God. If God gives you ten chickens, one chicken belongs to God. If God gives you ten eggs, one egg belongs to God. And our people have found out the old hen lays better when they tie. And folks, you'll learn the same thing if you'll put God first in your life. They learn this a joy to give. And I teach them that the tithe is holy unto the Lord, and it belongs to God, and you're a thief if you touch it. And our people are afraid to touch that basket. I wish the American people would be afraid to touch the tithe and afraid to touch that basket. 
You say, well, Brother Hughes, I don't understand about tithing. Come on, get your basket, and we'll teach you a lesson on tithing. But we teach them not only to have one basket, we teach them to have another basket up and above the tithe. This is called the blessing basket. If you want to get a blessing, start giving above the tithe. I've gone all over this United States this year, and I've taught people to give up and above the tithe if you want to get a blessing. To trust God for something above the tithe, and it's been thrilling to my heart as I've seen people get involved that never dreamed that they could give before, and they're doing more than they ever dreamed that they could do. Brother Curtis Goldman called me the other day from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and said, Brother Hughes, said, we thought we were doing a good job till you came out here, and our people started giving a thousand dollars a week, faith promise offering up and above their regular tithe. Says, uh, you don't know what this did to our church. God did something. Little church down in Fort Worth, Texas, Brother Alvis Edmondson, running 400 in Sunday school, gave $40,000 to missions last year. He said, well, does he need to build? Oh, yes, he's building a new three-story Sunday school building. He needed money to build. He took an offering three weeks ago, $80,000 cash offering on the button. The people gave it. <laughs> Didn't have to pay any interest on that. That's just a gift. People, when they start giving, they learn the joy of giving. Somebody says, not long ago, now, Brother Hughes, would you kind of close this out on a low key? I don't know low key. I just don't know that language. Brother, I believe that you can't get by this to give too much. Down in East Texas, where Brother John pastored for a number of years, wasn't in that church, but one about 20 miles from there, pastor had a pencil and he's figuring out how much his people spend on cigarettes and snuff. He said, you know, little congregation of 150, they spend every month $800 on cigarettes and $200 a month on snuff. He said, can you imagine, Brother Hugh, $1,000 a month going up in spit and smoke? He said, this is terrible. He said, they think they can't do mission work. We could give $12,000 to mission if our people could learn the joy of giving. I wish people today could learn the joy of giving. Meet my people. Oh, I came to church one Sunday morning, and the house was packed out with people, and I looked down there, and it was feathers all over the floor, and I looked, and there was a big old duck tied to the piano stool. And I went down there, and a little old lady came hobbling up to me and said, Pastor, that's my mission offering. I didn't have any money, but I brought my duck. I don't care how poor you are, you still give, if you love God. She learned the joy of giving. She brought her duck. You say, what would you do with a duck if you had an offering next Sunday morning? Well, we took it and sold it and gave it to missions. Next Sunday, she had a big old squash it brought. Oh, listen. After I had gone out there in the mountain of Mindanao and I would preached for a week there living in that little old bamboo house sleeping on a floor, and I would lived there and I would preached there for a week and taught the people to give and taught them the joy of giving, I did not want anything for my preaching. But you know, when I started to leave, they said, Pastor, don't leave yet. We've got something for you. They did not take the treasure and write out a check and give it to me. They did not call the men to come down and pass the offering plate. They sent the kids out to catch the love offering. And brother, when I saw the chicken flying into the trees, I knew I was about to get my love offering. And so when I started to leave, they presented me with a big old bamboo basket with 27 chickens, two coconuts, and a sack of rice. You should have seen my wife when I got off the plane back in Cebu with 27 chickens, two coconuts, and a sack of rice, and by that time, three eggs. God had blessed my love offering in a wonderful, wonderful way. 
I didn't need those chickens and those eggs, but I'll tell you one thing. I would not refuse those people the blessing of giving because they wanted to do it. They had been taught to do it. I wished in America we could wake up to the reality that it's a joy to give. It's a joy to have a part. My people in Cebu make an average of 45 cents a day. As I said, we have college teachers that don't make a dollar and a half a day. Last year they gave 3,000 U.S. dollars above their tithe to missions. We support from that little church there in Cebu, 13 Filipino missionaries going out into the other islands to preach the gospel and establish churches. The pastor wrote me the other day and said, Brother Hughes, says, we've been looking at that island of Behold, 750,000 people. Not one missionary, and we prayed, Oh God, send a missionary from America. Send some missionary that will love my people. Send somebody that will warn my people. I've been getting radio letters from that island for about eight years. But folks, I couldn't go there. He said, Well, Brother Hughes, don't you have time? Oh, yes. I preach 21 times a week on the broadcast. I preach three times on the telecast. I teach in my Bible college ten hours a week, and then in the churches. I have time. I preach an average of 36 times a week there in the island. How, how could I go to that island? But, oh, they got a burden the other day. The Filipino pastor got some of the young people, and they got on a little boat, and they got off on the other side over there on that island. And they preached the gospel for three days and had 34 precious souls saved. And he wrote me the other day that they were praying for somebody to go. And one of our laymen in the church came forward and says, I'll go. I'll go. And he's going out as a layman from our church there. He said, oh, had he been called to preach? What are you talking about? I get so sick and tired of people saying, well, God just can't use me. Listen, God's hard up. He can even use you. Don't begin to boast when God begins to use you. Look what he got when he got me and your preacher and everybody else. But listen, when I first started there, I wanted to go to Lake and preach in some of these other islands. I just had four or five men. I just had a few people. But I wanted to go to these other places and preach the gospel. What do you do? I couldn't call Brother Rawlings and say, send me one of your associates to supply for me Sunday. No! I looked out and said, Brother Jasava, you'll preach on Sunday morning. Brother Lamarvis, you'll take the service Sunday night. Brother Ludick, you'll take the service on Wednesday night. You say, Brother Hughes, those men were not called. What are you talking about? I called them. And brother, they've been pretty faithful. One of those men that I called three years later came forward and said, Brother Hughes, God's called me to preach. I said, what do you mean call to preach? God called you three years ago. You're just now surrendering. Today he's pastoring the Cebu Bible Baptist Church. And two weeks ago they had 685 in Sunday school and seven saved. We haven't ordained him yet, but we're thinking about it when we get back. He's doing pretty fair without his ordination papers. God's blessing him. He's a medical doctor, doctor of medicine. God saved him. God done something to him. And he wants to win souls. And I don't hinder anybody that wants to win souls. Let them go. And so God has worked in the heart. They've taught me the joy, the joy of giving. What a joy it is to hear a dear saint of God, a man who gave so much of his life to the cause of Christ. And here I am spending a couple weeks in Kenya and sometimes you get the feeling, oh, you know, I'm doing something for God. Here I am walking across a, a little creek, and of course, uh, you know, my, my effort is, is so much. And then I realize there are so many missionaries, so many people that have given decades. Just had the opportunity a couple of days ago to go to a, a Bible college graduation of a man that has given almost three decades of his life 
to the cause of Christ in reaching Kenyan Christians. What I ask you to do is this, to think about in light of Bob Hughes talking about the joy of giving, what I'm gonna ask you to do is this, to be very cognizant of what you are actually giving to God. Are you actually giving what you should? Are you actually giving as much as you should? Maybe right now, the Lord's laying on your heart that you need to pray more. Maybe he's talking to you about the fact that you need to financially give more. And I so seldom talk in this program about the ministry of Bible tracts and our need for funds. If the Lord leads you that way, great. I'm not going to put turn the screws on you right now about that. But maybe even more than those things, maybe God is encouraging you to give the gospel out. Maybe you need to go to BibleTracksInc.org and you need to get some gospel tracts so that you can reach some people on your side of the world like we're reaching them here in the forests and jungles of Kenya. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Tomorrow we're going to listen to the rest of Bob Hughes' message. Don't miss it. Have a great day for his glory. And we'll plan on talking to you very soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.